Thank you, Rajul. Thanks for the introduction, and also thank you so much for hosting us for this book launch in Washington. When we thought about where we should launch the book, it took me less than five seconds to say it should be at IFPRI. And I'm delighted to be back here and delighted to see so many of my friends in the audience. Let me first introduce the great team of uh, authors for this book, uh, people who worked over the last year. We started this book exactly a year ago in a retreat in Old Town Alexandria for a week. And I'm happy that within a year we were able to launch the book. And it's all because of my wonderful co-authors. Let me start Anika Heyer, a postdoctoral fellow at uh, Cornell, at the Tata Cornell Institute. Andalib Rahman, also a postdoctoral fellow. And Matthew Abraham, who's the assistant director of the Tata Cornell Institute. Um, I must add that Anika Heyer is the one who was the driver behind this. She was the one who kept track of all the deadlines and kept making sure we were meeting all the deadlines and kept us on track. And without her pushing, we wouldn't have made it uh, in this time period. So why do we want to have a book on food systems in India? Well, first of all, when we looked at the entire set of literature in India, we did not find a book that says uh, anything about transformations of food and agriculture and food systems, etc. So that was a gap that we felt needed to be filled. But what is the gap? The gap essentially is addressing um, the various contradictions and conflicts that exist in food and agriculture systems in India today. When you think about India, one thinks about a country that was a major success story in the Green Revolution. Yes, but it was, it's also the country with the largest number of rural poor in any country, anywhere in the world. It's also a country which has extremely productive regions such as the Indian Punjab, but areas with significant lagging productivity and high rural poverty across eastern India. And those contrasts are very clear. It's a country that has managed to address the calorie hunger significantly, but it's a country with the largest number of malnourished populations, and especially malnourished children, stunted children, etc. And so these are some of the traditional constraints that India has been faced with. And it's an issue that many of you in this audience know very well. But as we look forward, we see even bigger challenges. We see challenges of rapid urbanization and rapid income growth that's happening and the growth in middle class populations. And with that, the rise in demand for diet diversity higher quality food, more diverse food groups, etc. However, that demand for diversity is not being uh, compensated or serviced through increased supply of diversity, so that there is a resistance on the supply side. And what we are trying to do is figure out why you don't see that supply responsiveness happening. And part of the reason for that is the, the way 
food and agriculture policies in India are stuck in a green revolution paradigm and stuck around the big three staple grains rather than promoting a broader set of diversity. So that's, those are issues that come up and, and the transformation of food systems is a way in which we talk about how do you promote increased diversity, increased quality, increased safety of the overall food system and, and increased market penetration and market integration of the food system. So that's the broad picture that we're trying to draw through this book. Now, one of the, the challenges we had in this book was to bring together a framework that presents the food systems as it transforms itself and as it evolves. And the way we looked at that transformation is to look, go back to the structural transformation uh, logic and talk about how structural transformation is happening, but happening at the state level and at the local level, and how that transformation is then leading to increased incomes and increased demand for diversity in diets and how that then leads to a trigger of changes in supply in, uh, in the food system and eventually the consequences for health. Consequences for health which could be better in terms of more nutritious food or if more nutritious food supply is lacking, how that could then trigger increased rates of obesity in the population. And we do see that rising obesity as a huge challenge as we look ahead in India. One of the, the really striking things that we tried to work on in this book is to look at India at the state level, not just at the country level. And when you look at per capita incomes at the state level in India, you find that there are a set of states whose per capita incomes are similar to some of the poorest countries in sub-Saharan Africa. There are other states with per capita income similar to Southeast Asian countries, and a few with income similar to some of the high-income Latin American countries. So India is not just one country. India is a, a combination of so many countries at so many different stages of development. And what we can learn from each of those stages of development for each of those states has global implications, has implications for other countries. So while the book is focused on India, we are looking forward to drawing lessons that can be more generally applied. So the book itself has 11 chapters, and each of my co-authors are going to come up and talk about different chapters and, and provide a broader synthesis of this book. So let me stop here and invite Andalib Rahman to take over from me.